because you know as an entrepreneur you're just executing right like you're just you know problem solving decision making like every day from every small problems like how many chairs to order for the office to like you know really big problems like can we spend x million on you know y problem right so the shift from an investor to an entrepreneur is clearly one of like execution This is My Product Tested, the show that unpacks how successful founders have tested their way to the top and all the market validation that happened along the way. In studio, as always, from the Hype team, Miles Hurfak and Cameron Calder, and here in studio this week, Sakshi Mattel, founder of the food and health platform, Foodhack. Welcome to the studio, Sakshi. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad you have joined us. We've obviously been doing a lot of research on you and and the, the Food Hack brand as a whole and business. Um, you guys have been around, you know, just over a year and a half now and growing an incredible business that's helping nutrition for, you know, people around the UK. And I think in this very room to our listeners that are tuning in today, what is Food Hack? Uh, food hack is essentially taking all the clinical research on food, cleaning it up and understanding ingredient disease links with the use of technology, technology like machine learning, artificial intelligence, natural language processing. You're able to kind of clean up, you know, tons and tons of clinical research that comes out on food. You're able to understand ingredient disease links. We then take this understanding. We use clever ingredient swaps to take a dish that's your favorite. It, it could be a cheat dish. It could be a healthy dish. It could be an everyday dish. It could be a, you know, exquisite, different dish. Any dish, we do these clever ingredient swaps to make that same dish anti-inflammatory and good for your immune system or your nervous system or heart health or cholesterol or diabetes. It just depends, you know, on dish to dish and recipe to recipe. But um, the idea is that food is your medicine. You are what you eat, right? And you are eating at least three to five times a day, putting something in your body, but you have no idea what that food is having an impact in your body, right? You uh, try and look on Google, try and be healthy. That ends up confusing you even more because it says that food X is good for you, but it's also bad for you. Then you go and you muster up the courage and money to spend on a nutritionist or a dietitianist. And this person will tell you food X is good, but then their peer will tell you the opposite. So there's so much confusion. Uh, you know, food science is a black box, right? But food really is healthcare. And what we refer to healthcare today is actually not healthcare. It is sick care, right? So food is preventative medicine. You know, a lot of pharmaceutical drugs are made up of food. Right. So imagine if you had the knowledge and the access to these kind of foods that you could incorporate in your daily lives. Right. At, at least a certain frequency, a certain cadence every week. It doesn't have to be seven days a week. Could be a few days a week. Right. But, you know, a little bit of time committed to your own health. Right. Through food. That's the kind of mission we are on. Right. So we are taking all this research, doing all the hard work for you by you know, building an entire tech team, understanding these ingredient disease links, swapping out the ingredients, making that same dish delicious. But at the same time, you know, having all this health focus, nutrition focus, 
Um, and we are a subscription delivery service. So uh, the reason why it's a subscription and not e-commerce is because, uh, as I just explained, right? Like if you, just like with exercise, you can't get a six pack in one day. Just like with uh, pills, you can't pop a pill and have your cholesterol go down the next day. There has to be a certain level of commitment from you to yourself, right? So, and that level could be seven days, it could be three days, it could be one meal, it could be whatever, but just stick to it, which is why it's a weekly subscription model, but it's very flexible. We understand life in London, you know, or other big cities or other small cities gets in the way. So you can, you know, Mm. pause, skip, cancel, upgrade, downgrade your subscription, very flexible, right? But it's just real food, just packed with health focus in mind. Yeah. I mean, the the interesting thing is that, you know, there's so many food trends that come in and out of the world. And, you know, we in South Africa, we, um, you know, in parts of the rest of the world, banting became a, a very big trend that everyone jumped on, you know, to get hard carbs in your diet every day. And, you know, that's not tailored to every individual, but, you know, they kind of read towards this and say, it may give me more energy or it may help me sleep better at night. And all of these kind of fads that come in and out of, you know, our, our daily ecosystem is not always tailored to our individual needs. And, you know, some people go vegan for a while and some people have all the energy in the world and others have absolutely nothing. Um, so are, are you kind of personalizing this? Is there, what sort of data are you gathering on these uh, potential consumers that are coming on and, and possibly jumping on for a subscription? Yeah, I mean, 100%, right? Like, no one size fits all, right? Like, and it's the same that's true for medicine, you know, and and therapies and look at cancer therapies, right? Like, every tumor is different. Therefore, every therapy is different. Every medicine is different, right? Because that person's genetics is different. So similarly with food, all of that, you know, all of the same principles apply. And, And that's kind of what, you know, is on our roadmap. The journey we're on is personalizing foods for people. So, so step one in personalization is understanding your health goal. It could be a disease-focused health goal, which is like, oh, I suffer from diabetes. Or it could be, you know, a more kind of preventative medicine-focused health goal that I have diabetes run in my family and I want to make sure I don't get it, right? Um, and on the basis of that, we can design a box for you that have ingredients that are that will make sure that you won't get diabetes, Right. So that's kind of step one of personalization. Right. Step two of personalization. I mean, we are working on an app as well. So as you're eating the food, we'll gather data around how you're feeling, you know, about the food and the engine gets better and better as you kind of, you know, feed in more information as we learn about you, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an amazing product. And I'm sure, you know, just like all sort of machine learning, it's just going to become more and more accurate over time. Um, And just. You know, that's kind of the, the product and business today. Going back to when you first started, I mean, you your sort of experience is incredible from an investment perspective. And, you know, you've been a part of some some really big companies that um, you've, I mean, f- five years, it's a soft bank must have given you some sort of exposure of these businesses that have kind of started and, and grown pretty drastically and, and very fast. Um, how is that? sort of past experience and, you know, these companies that you've been an outsider and an insider in and kind of watch them grow, how has that influenced, you know, building food hack and, and the kind of start of the idea? 
Yeah, I mean, um, it's very closely linked, right? So I actually have a personal story with food and I also have a professional story with food, right? So, you know, I have a biotech background. First job was at Pfizer. Um, SoftBank spent all my time basically leading their healthcare food sciences investments, right? So, um, you know, while I was actually studying uh, longevity and, and many other diseases like oncology, immuno-oncology, you know, food would be the one kind of uh, black box uh, slash gap in the market where neither the, the, the doctors knew, right, because they don't really study nutrition during medical school, right? You know, nor did the patients have a very clear idea, right? And, um, you know, so there was already that kind of missing link. On top of that, when I was actually doing a sector thesis on longevity, which basically means how do you live longer, right? But not just like age-wise, like looks-wise, how you feel, disease-free, happier. There are about seven technologies that actually attack longevity, right? And one of them is centered around food, right? But no one talks about it. No one knows about this. So there is definitely a gap, you know, from that perspective. Uh, On a personal story front, uh, I actually um, developed a very rare liver breakdown during my first pregnancy, um, and, you know, I, I, I basically cured that with food just by changing my food and going into the kind of clinical sure. research of it. And the doctors didn't know what causes it. Doctors didn't know how to reverse it. They didn't know what to do. They just said, you know, you just have to hang in there. We do your tests every day and we kind of figure out when to take the baby out. Right. And I just thought to myself, this is the 21st century. Like that's that can't be right. So that's kind of what pushed me to go back into my, you know, into my sort of you know, looking at clinical research on food. And uh, since then, yeah, it's sort of been, um, you know, a journey where I've kind of discovered these principles in in conjunction with doctors. You know, I've been taking their guidance as well. People who've been practicing lifestyle medicine to then create a line of food you know, which is health focused, health goal focused, which is, which has anti-inflammatory properties, which has a low glycemic index, which is gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, all plant-based and at the same time delicious, right? So that was kind of the start of it. And then, you know, the doctors had their patients who heard about it and said, why don't you guys do a soft launch? We, We would love to be your first early customers. And so that's how that journey started. It was supposed to be a one week soft launch turned into a you know, week. I mean, I still was working and had a full-time job at SoftBank. So that one week soft launch turned into a four-week long thing with uh, close to 100% retention, you know. Uh, some days we even served like 100 people, you know. So it was not like a really small thing. It actually just, it was a demand-driven pull, um, which further validated that there is a gap. You know, there are other people suffering from inflammation or food-related or gut-related issues, mm. right? And then, you know, when COVID happened, it actually gave me the opportunity to, you know, work out the economics of the business and see if it actually adds up. And um, yeah, one thing, you know, one structural change from COVID was that the health and wellness market and the food subscription delivery market really grew, was probably one of the fastest growing markets. And it's a trend that's here to stay because it was anyway growing before, like people are wanting to get healthier and, you know, more fit. And so when I kind of drew up the business model, the margins were amazing. It was a fast growing market and we had signs of, of, of product market fit. As an investor, this is like the perfect storm that you want to see in a company, you know, uh, the recipe for success. And so that kind of convinced me to uh, leave SoftBank and do this full time. Mm, that's amazing. And it's so inspiring to you know hear that you have that uh, uh, professional 
sort of connection with food, but also that incredible personal uh, story, you know, um, when you, when you were getting started, uh, you know, you obviously had your, your professional connection and then your, your personal story. What was that original problem that you were trying to solve for who you thought would be your first customers? Yeah. I mean, I thought, um, you know, initially, uh, it was women's health. So, you know, uh, women who were trying, who were either prenatal, postnatal, because, you know, when I developed uh, the liver breakdown, I was pregnant, right? So when you are pregnant, you know, um, your weaknesses in your bodies kind of get highlighted, right? I mean, you're growing a human being and your organs are kind of moving, right? So, um, you know, um, automatically for me, in my mind, women's health was the first segment, you know, we'd go after. So women who, you know, so infertility, reproduction, prenatal, postnatal, PCOS, you know, all these diseases have a very high, I wouldn't call them diseases, but all these sort of health goals have a very high correlation with food. Like PCOS is basically reversed by food, not necessarily by medication, right? So there are many such health goals or diseases that can only be cured by food. Autoimmune is another example, and that's massive. And that's not just, you know, women related. It's, you know, lots of kids actually these days. A lot more kids today have like autoimmune diseases than they used to in the last, in our parents' generation, for example, right? Autoimmune disease is basically, you know, it's basically a disease of your lifestyle, right? That then impacts your immunity and your, you know, immune cells are on overdrive and are attacking your body, right? In various shapes and sizes. Um, And yeah lifestyle of the 21st century, right? So there are many such diseases like that. You know, cardiovascular is, is, is another one, you know, so you can start, you can pick and choose, you can pick anyone. And then, but my idea was, um, if you attack inflammation, inflammation is the root cause of 90% of all diseases. You know, you focus on gut health, immune health and nervous system, right? You're probably attacking, like you're probably covering 99% of all things or 95, whatever that number is, right? But basically covering most of the diseases. You know, I always wanted to build a platform, not just a disease central, you know, food provider, but more of a platform where we can serve, you know, majority of uh, these health goals or diseases or preventative medicine, right? So we kind of came up with these six principles for our food, which we stick to which is anti-inflammatory. These are low glycemic. They are free from gluten, free from dairy, free from sugars, all plant-based. You know, raw materials are all organic, locally sourced, wherever and however much is possible, right? So these six principles help you attack majority of the problems. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're solving this amazing accessibility problem where there's the you know food scientist on the one side nutritionist on the other and then you have curation of actual food nutrition um and by like combining them you then offer offering this all-in-one personalized solution um which you know that accessibility is is so crucial to allow someone because you know if you are suffering from these diseases just like you say you're going straight onto google to try find this information then you're going to the food nutritionist then you have to go to the shops and then, you know, all of this just ends up adding more and more cost and more and more time that someone has to go to a grocery store and then try work out what the right products are for them. Um, so that convenience element is, is absolutely amazing. And uh, um, just going into, you know, solving this, uh, you know, you're solving this amazing convenience and accessibility problem. 
and you're pulling this all into one place, it's a, it seems like a lot of work, you know, to have this personalization. Um, what, what did you start with from a product perspective? You spoke about, you know, kind of working on this part-time while you're still at SoftBank. Did you go out and launch the full product at the beginning or were you kind of building a, a minimum viable product at the beginning and then evolving that? Yeah, I mean, always, right? It, you know, you have to take uh, step by step, right? Otherwise, your mistakes can kind of compound very quickly at a very large scale, right? So um, the first thing I did was to work on this MVP, which is, you know, um, a set of five to six recipes, right? So my offline product, which I wanted to test because we have an online product, but we also have an offline product, right? The food that you eat, right? It has to be delicious. It has to be packed with, you know, uh, nutrients that help with your health, immune system, this and that, the combination of the two, right? So I wanted to test if there is a market for a product like this, right, where we have done ingredient swaps and we've made it anti-inflammatory and low GI and all that, right? So, uh, for example, you know, we launched like an Indian curry. People are used to Indian curries being, you know, very rich, buttery, creamy. After You enjoy it a lot, but after eating it, you probably don't have a good sleep because it's, you're just too full, right, like in, in the restaurants and stuff. So we launched an Indian version of a um, like sub-menu, uh, which is our Ayurvedic range. Now, Ayurvedic, people know about Ayurveda because, you know, yoga has now taken off as a huge wellness trend everywhere. Yoga comes from Ayurveda in India. They're very closely linked, right? So people who are super into yoga and stuff, they know about, you know, Ayurveda and the food. And Ayurveda is basically traditional Indian medicine. When back in the day, they didn't have any drugs and people were falling sick, right? These clever people were looking at food as medicine and creating these rules you know, around Ayurveda. So we launched this Ayurvedic range uh, just to test if people, you know, will like it or will they have like a bad reaction to it, right? That how dare you spoil my Indian curry? Like, why is it so much lighter? How can I digest it so well? And um, yeah, so that was really the plan. So five or six recipes. Um, and, you know, we were just taken by surprise. People loved them. And the big learning was, that yes, it's different in the way it makes you feel, but as long as it's delicious, people don't care. Like they they, they want you know anti-inflammatory foods. As long as you make it delicious, they don't care. You know they they in fact really like it, and this is the biggest biggest uh, uh, factor in your retention is your taste, your flavors, your smell, your textures, your taste, your product, mm. right? So health. Nutrition, all of that is important, but the most important is your taste, right? So that's a big, you know, founding principle of the company is that we're all foodies, taste comes first, right? And everything else, we have to work around the taste. Yeah. So yeah, we started with that, a very limited menu uh, on purpose. And we actually never changed the menu week on week on week, right? And we still saw close to 100% retention. Right? And, and, and that was, you know, a sign of gap in the market product market fit right because people basically say and 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 we did surveys we said look guys you know we're not able to add new recipes to the menu because all of us have full-time jobs we're doing this on the side and people would say that don't worry about it i cannot eat outside food i have multiple kids and a job and i'm not able to cook and every time i order from outside my stomach goes off i can't sleep so this is the first time that I've been able to order food for convenience, but at the same time feel amazing 
so i don't care you can give me the same food every day i'll stick to it so that was a big kind of validation of a you know um product market fit mm. yeah that's amazing i mean uh, as as soon as you realize you're starting to build this really uh, loyal community and this customer base um that's definitely sort of on the right path to growth but you know with the health side and then obviously tastes almost as a product in and of itself but on the health side there's loads of educating to be done what what was your approach your original approach like and what was the adoption you know amongst your amongst your loyal customers because you know trying to educate on on the health side there's so much there's so much to go through there's there's so, so much there's there's your story there's the actual what's in the food how good it is for you and um, when you i guess you could have just been pushing taste from the very beginning and sort of having uh the health side as a as a secondary element what was that ed- educating process like yeah i mean look i think we live in a world today where um you know we are visual people we like looking at content and media and social media and different channels right so um even though that's not necessarily my strength but you know i think for for educating people um you know we started off as being a content first company saying that you know there is an education piece but instead of bombarding and overwhelming the user about the kind of conversation you and i are having which is one on one and we can really go into the diff- depths of different diseases and ingredients and stuff instead of you know jumping straight into that step by step right so you know we did a bunch of case studies where we actually solved someone's uh, you know disease or issue or like an autoimmune problem a skin issue with with food you know um i obviously shared my story which was a disease reversal and i think that really works when you can see uh you know a very results oriented uh, solution right um you know that works and i think one thing we don't we really underestimate or at least i underestimated is that there are many people like me who have who either suffer from food related issues uh, or who know somebody their partner their kid their mom their you know aunt uncle who is suffering from something that needs the right food so therefore this message of food as medicine you know really resonated quite well with the market right from day one Yeah. I mean that that whole education piece is is so crucial because you know you now got to explain to someone that instead of using traditional medicine or just getting prescribed something you the three four meals a day that you're getting could actually be this medicine. Yeah. Um and you you spoke about this amazing up uptick from the beginning, you know, getting 100 orders a day. What did uh from an acquisition perspective and you know growth I'm sure in, in SoftBank you kind of saw a lot of blueprints for uh go to market strategies and and all of these kind of paid advertising strategies to be implemented. What did growth look like uh from your side and you know was did you start out small and build a community or you know did you start using the traditional channels that are out there? Um no, uh, we did not spend anything on marketing when we started out in our soft launches zero. it was all about building a small community word of mouth you know being close to your consumers learning about what they like what they don't like it was all about learning right so we also learned about distribution models and packaging and customer preferences and you know recipes do they like spice versus not medium mild you know which kind of flavor so the, you know initial phase of like soft launches 
um, yeah, we served up to 100, 200 people in a day. There was an office who signed up. There were conferences. There were these 20, 30 people who were sort of repeatedly ordering. But it was all through, you know, building a small community, word of mouth, zero spend on anything, offline or online marketing, right? And then, you know, once we kind of had, um, you know, our test results in hand, right? That, okay, here are the recipes. This is this is the response for Ayurveda. You know, we, we knew that, um, you know, adding variety is important if you want retention because, you know, food is the spice of life, right? And if you look at companies like Gusto, Mindful Chef, HelloFresh, etc., you can, you know, understand the differences between them and variety does come up as an important. So then that's when we kind of started building on the product, you know, the different cuisines, the ingredient swaps, you know, scaling up, our sort of platform and the offering. And once, you know, we had a pretty large, I would say we had like 30 or 40 recipes in hand, including like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, right? So we had like the entire offering. Once that was in hand, that's when we decided, okay, you know, we're now going to do an MVP launch, um, you know, in a in a proper big way with like a new website, you know. And once we were out there, in our sort of, you know, MVP stage, again, this was like learning to stage. But at this point is when we started spending a little bit on, you know, uh, Facebook, just to like learn, mm-hmm. right, about who is, you know, which, what kind of content are people responding to. So my point is, we didn't start spending until the beginning of this year. Sure. So, you know, it's all about kind of building the, the community first, you know, that loyalty, the brand, the, yeah. you know, association. Yeah, but I think the community side of it is so important. You know, we speak to loads of uh, healthcare founders or, or just in the health industry as a whole. And that community is defined as people that have a strong common interest. And, you know, if you have, as you say, you know, pregnancy is, is such a big one because, you know, all of your emotions and what's happening in your body is heightened. And, everyone's sharing the same nine month process that they're going through. Um, and to have that very strong common interest is, you know, it's just ignites that community and now they have a place to actually share that. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. to see. It actually started like that, but in our soft launch, we also had people who were not pregnant or who were not postnatal. They had nothing to do with women's health. They just really wanted anti-inflammatory foods because they knew the link between inflammation or they knew the link between sugar and disease, you know. So, but yeah, it, it all kind of, you know, started there. And if you look at like the best brands in the world today, they all create cults, like following, you know, like real trust, belief, right? And that's that's kind of... Uh, who we are actually or at least I'd like to believe that you know some of our initial loyal customers you know there's like a cult following between them Mm. where you know they've in the most premium section people who had house help you know who where they actually had the help where somebody could cook for them or whatever they've either let go of their chefs because they just think that the, the chef could not make a healthier meal than us and by the way, this is true. Our meals are healthier than homemade meals. Because in if you're doing a homemade meal, if you add like one extra tablespoon or five extra tablespoon of oil, mm. like it doesn't bother you at all, right? There's no measurement. There is no, tra- you're, you're just going to pick any vegetable you want. It could be an inflammatory vegetable for you. Like an, like an eggplant doesn't always suit everybody. It could cause a lot of inflammation in your body, but you don't know it. You just think, oh, I'm bloated because I must have, eaten or didn't sleep well or you have no idea right and you continue doing that every day every day 
right? Just imagine the level of inflammation in your intestine or walls or, or cell membranes, or and you have no idea. You think you're you're eating healthy food by cooking at home, right? But there's no science. Whereas we take that out of the picture, right? Everything is measured to the microgram. You know, there will never be an eggplant in our recipe because we don't have inflammatory vegetables, etc., etc. Right. So, you know, what we ended up seeing in our cult sort of following was that people either let go of, you know, their chef or part time chef or whatever they had, you know, or they actually stopped using one of these recipe boxes. They actually stopped cooking themselves. They were like, this is a no brainer. Right. It works price wise. So convenient. I just have to warm it up. Right. And the way it makes me feel afterwards, I sleep so well. I wake up and my weight is low or I've lost inches, you know, or I feel more productive or energetic, my mood is higher, right? So that's the kind of impact we saw. Mm. Yeah. We still see. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's amazing, uh, you know, that you, you are so forward thinking in the, the actual healthcare, you know, the actual, uh, what, what, is it, what the ingredients are and, you know, what, what's in the food itself. Um, just going back to community and, you know, your, your customers, how are you engaging with them at this time um, and collecting sort of feedback from them and, and how do you manage this? So, you know, customers in, I think, the food market and especially our customers, they're actually very responsive. So we do a lot of surveys, you know, always learning. We're very close to our customers. Uh, you know, we have a customer service rep who is excellent. You know, she knows some of our customers by names, you know, like, so, you know, customer first is a big culture in the company. Right. Um, it's extremely important for us that the customers are happy. They're, you know, extremely clear on any of the questions. So the point being that we are in constant touch with them. We do surveys, we'll give them freebies or we're always collecting information uh, from them, you know. Yeah, I think I think that's 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 amazing because you you know, that's how you evolve over uh, time with the product. Um and you know the, you need to and to be every decision that we make as well, right? Whether it's an operations decision, pack sizes, pack types, or it's like a product decision. You know, this dish is more delicious than the other. Like you know, the entire spectrum uh, is sort of driven by you know customer responses. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and that just goes back to the you know the value of the community. You have these these pool of customers that are actively engaged, and you know to get. Yeah true feedback is more important than, you know, just getting feedback. Um, and, you know, back when you first started, it was very much about this accessibility and convenience of having, um, you know, the thought leadership of the nutrition world all in one place and then the food offering that justifies that and then is personalized according to these specific um, individuals. Are you still solving that same problem today or has that kind of problem evolved as well? No, I think we've always been for solving the same problem, right? The food around us needs to change. The knowledge, transparency and accessibility of food science needs to change, right? And that's kind of the mission we're on, right? So we will, you know, we will, uh, the big thing, the reason why we actually make our own food and deliver it to you is because, you know, no, nobody does that, right? There is a gap and we're trying to make you, we're trying to surround you with choices like us Right. Like in my time when I had disease, right, I didn't have a choice to order an anti-inflammatory meal. Right. Um, so, you know, we want to surround you with a choice. And then after that, it's your choice. Sometimes you might opt for, you know, whatever food you feel like. Sometimes 
you know, you might go for healthy. So that's number one. And then secondly, you know, using our sort of technology engine, right? We want to make food science more understandable, more transparent for you, right? So if you, you see like the more latest runs of our packaging, you know, we actually explain to you like on our package, uh, this is the superfood we've added. And then at the back of the package, you can read about the superfood, where it comes from, what it can do, the health benefits it has. On the packaging itself, you can clearly see, you know, what this dish is particularly good for in two words, because I know customers, you know, we have ADD, you know, of, of some shape or form. You just want to look at the pack and with one or two words, be able to understand, okay, this is good for my immune system, right? And then, you know, once that captures your attention, you can then further read about how this is helping you with your immune system on our packaging, right? So it's it's this sort of twofold vision. We're actually surrounding you with the, with the food and the convenience and empowering you with the knowledge. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Um, you might not be able to share too much with us, but uh, what is uh, what does your product roadmap look like from this point, and how are you prioritizing your your sort of new feature releases? Um, so prioritizing feature releases, like I said, love being close to the customers, love asking them, love listening from them, what issues they're having, what is one thing they like about us, what is you know, um, trying and get getting the consumers to weigh in on that just always makes us feel more secure and confident in these like new feature decisions because, you know, tech is a large cost for any tech company, right? So before pressing the button on let's go and create this new feature, you know, that can take months of like engineering time. You know, it's always good to get some sort of testing and validation done through the horse's mouth, which is your consumer. Um, so always, always that as much as possible. Um Product roadmap, I mean, there's a lot, right? So we're on we're on this mission of, you know, trying to change the food you're surrounded by, trying to personalize your food. So I think the next thing we want to move, to, move towards is, um, you know, an app where you can actually record how you're feeling, um, you know, gives us more data so we can further, you know, help personalize the box in a better way to you. Um, if you have any health illnesses, personalize, let's say you have diabetes, personalize that box for you. I mean, we do a little bit of that right now, you know, um, but um, that would be sort of the product roadmap, you know. Um, there's a few other things on the roadmap as well, you know, with the whole machine learning and AI um, that are going to be quite exciting, you know, and we have to uh, sort of do a little bit more analysis on exactly what the consumer facing uh, side of this would be, like whether we, you know, it's going to be on our website, people can access this tool, or whether it'll be proprietary, and maybe we can charge a little bit for it. You know, we have to kind of do a bit of analysis, but there's a lot on the sort of tech product roadmap, um, mm. you know, which is quite exciting. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's actually going back to, you know, where you originally started and you know, when you were kind of part-time working on the business and then slowly, you know, realizing that there's a, a greater opportunity at hand here that you could be solving. Um, and now being in the amazing position that you are, you know, loads of traction and this amazingly engaged community. How has your kind of mindset changed from when, you know, you left SoftBank and decided to do this full-time and, and go in on the startup to where you are now, you know, successfully running the company? Has there been a mindset change over the sort of past year and a half? Um, it's a good question, actually. Don't even have the time to think or reflect because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're just executing, right? Like you're just 
you know, problem solving, decision making, like every day from every small problems, like how many chairs to order for the office to like, you know, really big problems, like can we spend X million on, you know, Y problem, right? So um, I think that the shift from an investor to an entrepreneur is clearly one of like execution, you know, um, and I think that's what anyway used to excite me more because I've always been quite results oriented and, you know, so, um, yeah, as, as you know, your day as an investor would kind of go on calls like this back to back, you know, and you would work really hard because you have to understand new models and new industries like all the time from scratch, you know, so that mm. that takes a lot of mental horsepower. But you can still feel at the end of the day, like, where did my day go? Like, what did I, what did I do? Like, my day is gone, right? Whereas as an entrepreneur, you will never say that because I can make you count on a thousand things that I've done in my day that feels like you are a superhuman because I didn't even know that thousand things could be done in a day. So it's very execution focus versus sort of, you know, thinking and strategizing sort of focus. So I would say that's the big mindset change. Yeah. I mean, you're really getting your hands dirty now um, and getting, getting into the yeah. crux of it. So... Um, Sakshi, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciated this, and thank you for the humility and and empathetic way of you know speaking about the business over the past year and a half. I think listeners are really going to enjoy this. Amazing! Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. It was great chatting. Cool. What do we think? Yeah, I think I I really admire the way that she is taking a completely sort of new approach to the way that people consume food. You know, uh, there's that whole. Obviously, there's quite a big conversation around healthy eating and superfoods and all of those good things. But she's almost reinventing that, you know, with with the low to no sugar, uh, low carbs, um, high in nutrients, um, um, inflammatory foodstuffs. So it's really great to know that somebody is thinking about these things. And, and I think it's an amazing idea. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think... This is this is the type of business where she'll grow a very strong, loyal community, uh, and she just needs to keep her head down and keep going, and it'll be a great business. Yeah, I mean, this is right up your alley of drinking eighteen liters of water a day. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she's she's honestly. I I always find that these, you know, food boxes or food delivery boxes are very uh, flat, and you know they. There's a new one on every street, basically, um, and around the world, everyone's trying to shove different products into boxes and try and make it more convenient. But I feel like these companies have lacked what you know Sakshi is producing here, and she's adding data on a nice data layer onto a pretty convenient product. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these guys are just basically building an online box of food and delivering it to your door. Um, she's building nutrition based on personal data and information. So I think there's so much depth to this. And mm. as she's saying, she's got a focus on machine learning and AI and, you know, the aggregated data that's going to come from that and inform 
nutritional packs is going to be super interesting. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I just, uh, I hope they go international sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Shaksi Mattel uh, from the food and health platform or personalized food and health platform, Food Hack. Thanks for another episode of My Product Tested. We'll catch you guys next week. Cheers for now.